Hello and welcome to this end of year special Off The Crossbar podcast with myself Regan Walsh and as ever Brad. Now this is obviously a different one from our usual podcast as we look back on everything that's happened in 2021. This will be a three part special starting off with this looking at the first quarter of the year and wow what a crazy first month it was. Yeah, obviously we'll get that, but I think it has to just be said first that, thank God, 2021 was pretty good Yeah, in terms of football and just the moments it delivered, because 2020 was an absolute dumpster fire. Definitely. And the stories didn't disappoint. I mean, we go back every month, and just the more recollection I was having as I was going through these months was just like, oh. I actually remember this actually happened this year, not 2020. There were some moments where you're like, oh, I can't believe it happened this year. I don't know if I have that same feeling, unlike other years, cause, but there will be some. Like you'll mention something and I'll just go, oh, yeah. Mm. But we'll start off at the very top of the year, back in January. Um, a managerial appointment it is, which is a bit surprising at the time. Uh, Mauricio Pochettino was appointed the very start of this year, the 2nd of January, as PSG manager. Uh, he'd been out the job for about, what, six months or so when he when he was sacked at Spurs? I don't remember, if I'm honest. Was it a little longer. I can't remember. <laughs> Started this week, oh, I remember everything, and then comes in first one. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so it was a bit sh- surprising to see Poch take over the PSG job at the time. Um, obviously, the big names like Zidane uh, was being mentioned, Ancelotti being linked with a potential move back there. There was all these names, and then Pochettino took over from Thomas Tuchel, who we'll get on to in a bit. Um, he hasn't done too badly at that club. No, but if anything, I don't think he had in his New Year's resolution that he was going to become councillor. Oh, yeah. Because he's got into a club that clearly has egos. And obviously, he's done okay to deal with it so far. But you look at the state of League One, and it, it's an easy league. Yes. For them. The only downside for him was he didn't uh, win the league with them in the that first half of 2021, the second half of last season. Um, but that's part two. Yeah, <laughs> Spoiler. Yeah, he, he, has, he hasn't done too bad elsewhere. Um, but like you said, the egos and obviously we mentioned it on our last podcast uh, our favourite new reality TV show Keeping Up With The Acardis uh, is definitely one that has become a bit of a forefront for him but yeah overall I think he's had a pretty successful 12 months in charge at PSG Yeah, can't. I don't think he could complain too much, obviously he would have wanted a trophy in that the cup is fine but is it enough by their standards probably not no it has to be league and sooner or later a champions league title for psg um but yeah he didn't get off to the best of starts though if i remember correctly apart from the cup uh victory over saint etienne he did have a few uh hits in the road uh in the league but uh, obviously PSG then soon recovered and managed to qualify for the Champions League but yeah if you said to me at this point last year Pochettino would be at PSG and 
what has happened at that club since, I would have said you're absolutely crazy. I'd have been half and half. But if I have to say that PSG, that doesn't surprise me too much. But it's all the incidents that follow in with that as go. Okay, you could. I wouldn't have predicted that one. Fair play. Yeah. Um, next, we head about two weeks later. Wayne Rooney at Derby County. Now he'd obviously been there for a short while as uh, like a player coach type of role, and then in the November, Philip Koku. Uh, got sacked and Rooney took over that's as interim so what, coach. That's something I forgot. Philip Cocker was the Derby manager. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but it was on the fifteenth of January. Rooney announced his retirement, and he then became uh, the permanent manager of Derby. And Jesus Christ, name a manager who's had a harder twelve months in the job than Wayne Rooney. In terms of the Derby job, absolutely not. Because I don't think it would have mattered who went in that club is in a sad state of affairs. It's one of the stories of this year, just how bad it's gotten from. Mm, and we'll talk about that in our second or maybe third part of this. You could mention uh, it, all of them. Official. It's gone that horrific for them. Yeah, but um, he did all right the first uh, like half of the year when he was appointed as interim manager uh, and then permanent manager afterwards. And obviously got them their key part of keeping them in the championship and they looked really good. And then um, obviously later on he's had, like we've said, many hits in the road. But he's done a really good first 12 months in charge of them, considering this is his first spell as a manager. Yeah, and we'll have a lot more to say with Derby and the other two parts because they, they very much factor in both of those. Yeah, 100%. And... It's they're probably the championship story of the year in the sense that, like we, like you said, every part of this we could speak about them for different reasons, and it's definitely, um, like you said at the start, a sad state of affairs for them, and you just got to hope that things will start looking brighter in twenty twenty two. His former England teammate comes into the news next, as on the twenty fifth of January. Frank Lampard is sacked by Chelsea after a, a poor run of form in the league. Um, I think murmur started was it late November, early December, twenty twenty. It was that there when was some the, rumours about. Yeah, it was when the form started to go downhill. It was that thing that you just go to with Chelsea whenever they go on a bad run. It's Roman Abramovich is going to sack them because yeah. that's what he was always known for. This one yeah, obviously a lot tougher because it's it's Frank Lampard, Chelsea legend. Yeah, Chelsea through and through. Um, one of the like you said, it hurt the fans the most because of him being a like you say former player. But then he has to do it because the league form was absolutely appalling, and it wasn't surprising in the end. Uh, come January, that they were sacked, and you got to say. It hasn't turned out all too bad for Chelsea in the end. Well, no, one Champions League trophy, a FA Cup final, and a, well, another title race later. Can't complain yeah. too much. Definitely can't complain uh, for that side. But yeah, um, again, on the Frank Lampard, it wouldn't surprise me within the next 12 months that we see him back in a job. I don't think as high club as Chelsea, but it wouldn't surprise me if we see him 
maybe in the Championship or League One managing again anytime soon. Yeah, because I feel like there's a lot of managers out there that instantly when they lose their job in the Premier League, they go, well, I've got to wait for another Premier League job. But surely the best mm. thing to do is even just think about going at a low level, having some success there. Yeah. You know, then your reputation's brought up, you're looking like a winner. Yeah, definitely. And, I mean, there was all these question marks over the, his appointment initially anyway, because he'd gone from the Derby job to Chelsea straight away. It was just like, it's a big, big jump for him. And ultimately, he played the prize for it. Pretty much so. And he didn't even have, like, success. Like, actual proper success with Derby. No. He did lose the biggest game. That Ultimately, we could go back to Derby in this situation. It was clearly very important to them. Yes, I mean obviously that that was the whole Spygate stuff as well when he was in charge uh, at Derby and then like you say ultimately losing the playoff game which uh, didn't help him out too too much No, and nobody wants to talk about the playoff final again, God <laughs> um, We'll get on to his successor in a second but the, we'll firstly talk about a match that happened uh, in January which is not going to be the last game we talk about in this section, but Liverpool against Burnley. If you can cast your mind back to the 21st of January, it was a Thursday evening, and Liverpool's 68 league game run at home undefeated came to an end as Ashley Barnes scored the winner for Sean Dyche's side. It's not It's not the team you ought to lose your record to, is it? Like Burnley. We we yeah. made it clear we're not the biggest fans of Burnley. Well, it's sorry to any Burnley fans that start listening to this. It's not, your club's not bad. We just you're just there. Yeah, you're doing my head in now. You're becoming uh, the modern day Stoke City. Well, see, this is, I there. actually had this debate with uh, my dad the other day. Look, who's worse, Stoke or Burnley? I generally think Burnley have overtaken them. Oh, 100% Burnley have overtaken them now. Who I also put in the category. Do you remember Wigan always used to be in a relegation battle and then they'd somehow just survive the last few months? It was all, and then the amount of like last day dramas that they were yeah, involved they in. They always as well. went on like a two month game where they just won games. Yeah, it was really strange. Um, but yeah, Burnley picking up that very impressive uh, victory in terms of like ending Liverpool's streak. And bearing in mind, Burnley had a poor. Uh, season at that point I mean they were obviously like we said fighting around the relegation zone and that win moved them up to 16th level on points with Newcastle at the time yeah, not much to change there <laughs> no um, but I know you want to talk about the main factor of the uh, table at that point as I knew do, you'd want do to I, I always don't think I was at the top <laughs> well then again there is some humour to it Yes. Um, for those who are remiss of that time, uh, it was Manchester United that were top of the table back then uh, on 40 points. Two points at the top of Manchester City and Liverpool. And it was a decline for Manchester well, it United. It was old downhill from there. <laughs> yes, definitely, massively. Um, back to Chelsea and on the 26th of January... They announced Frank Lampard's successor in former PSG manager Thomas Tuchel. Uh, he signed an initial 18-month contract with an option for an extra year. And, yeah, hasn't gone down too shabby. The complete opposite of what United have gone on to become. 
do, do you actually remember that? Because it's come back to me. Mm. There was all the talk of, oh, can Tuchel's style be well adapted to the Premier League? There was all that chat that, yeah. oh, he hasn't got the Premier League experience. Is he going to be like the club of all the Guardiola's? I don't know. <laughs> kind of proved a lot of people wrong, mm, didn't there's he? There's a lot of questions. Yeah. And, like, he... Then first two three months of his appointment he became like his Chelsea side became so formidable that no one wanted to go to Stamford Bridge and face them now, really. but defensively they're so strong oh yeah 100% yeah like they're just one of the best teams to watch in world football in 2021 it's not pretty even Chelsea fans will say that it's not the most entertaining style but they're winning and as long as they continue to win and have mm. a lot of success it will be fine for them definitely so um, though the one man as we had briefly mentioned Manchester United in that situation uh, one man that was linked with that Chelsea job we speak about in the third part actually ends up becoming the Man United manager all that to look forward to later on uh, in the podcast um, so that is the end of all the January stories that I could find um, definitely uh, a lot of stories to talk about um, however February not a lot happened. No, February was boring. Mm. Uh, apart from the second day in February, Manchester United, Southampton. For the love of God, Southampton, just learn to stop conceding non goals, would you? <laughs> That's all that they're asking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, oh Honestly, that game was just so, so wild. Lose 9 0 once, shame on you. Lose 9 0 twice. Double shame on you. Liquidate. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> Jesus, that's a bit harsh. Make that joke where we've mentioned Derby as well. I mean, <laughs> looking at the scores now for uh, for this game for Man United, Aaron Wambasak has scored. Rashford, obviously, that's fine. Cavani and Bruno Fernandez scoring. Then you, you look at who else scored. Anthony Martial scored a brace. Scott McTominay scored, and Daniel James Daniel scored James as well. Scored for God's sake. <laughs> Exactly. Admittedly, um, Southampton did have two players sent off in that game, but still, is that not their losing five nil is just not acceptable. <laughs> oh yeah, a hundred percent it was. Uh, but yeah, you shouldn't be losing nine nil in the Premier League in this day and age. You just know that there's the old Man United fan that was thinking about that, going, "That's for the famous loss in the grey shirts back in the nineties or whatever." <laughs> Oh, I do. I forgot what year that, that was. Kit and that game is just. I want to say ninety four to ninety six round there. Is uh, when I want to suggest. Yeah, anyway, <laughs> we're not going that far back in history. <laughs> uh, but yeah, February, like we said, quite month. Um, I can't think of anything else that happened in February of that. No, is that you've been of this year? Was this when? If we stick with Man United, was this not when Rashford started to speak up a lot more? Or was that a little bit before? Because I suppose something happened with him this it, month. Was it? Uh, I thought that was next month, March. Oh, but either way, big up Marcus Rashford for his off-field stuff because he deserves that recognition. Yes. Um... Again, nothing else happened in the Premier League in March. Uh, noteworthy that I can recant uh, to memory. Um, we now head into March and 
<laughs> you realise what you we just said? That I think you remember what's happening in March, and then but we move on to March. <laughs> Did I? I meant to say the rest of February, and now we head to March. Sorry, um, we head over to Europe again for the first time since January, and Barcelona finally have a new president, or should I say, return? There you go. There's your February I don't stuff. Know what's different? Barcelona being ousted. What? Surely that happened the month before. He, Something like that. No, that was. He resigned in November of 2020. Still. Yeah, March was just when they thought that their fortunes were going to change. And it, it, it is the phrase, isn't it? The more things change, the more they stay the same. Yeah. Um, so, former president uh, Juan Laporta was re elected as Barcelona president on the 7th of March. And. He made promises of like trying to keep Messi to, at the club. Spoiler, didn't happen. Get them back to their successful period. Spoiler, hasn't happened. Um, and the main talking points for Barcelona in 2021 is it really went downhill after the appointment of Laporta. Yeah, I feel like that's better to be covered in part two when we get to the other like massive story of 2021. But yeah, you know, yeah, mm. that's not what happened. But March, you, if you want stuff for March, there was the Champions League knockouts that had started. Yeah, um, always good to have the Champions League back, and uh, it definitely was something uh, very interesting to watch the knockout stages, as they always are, and they never disappoint. Um, trying to think what else happened in that season in the Champions well, League, to, uh, the early part of the If you want me to go through, I could start with Juventus, because they got knocked out by Porter, if you remember in that free... I can't remember the aggregates, yes. but I remember it was that free kick that the Porter player has, and he gets it under the wall. It's like the last minute. Yeah, um, it finished 4-4 on aggregate, yeah, but it, got it, him it away was... Goal, um, Porter went through on away goals. If you've seen the Juventus all or nothing, the aftermath of that very game as well, it's just hit me. That is where you get a, a pretty, I'm sure it'll be a famous now, dressing room interaction where it's Cristiano Ronaldo is just mouthing off at everyone. Yeah. And obviously for a player of his calibre, rightly so. Um, I'm just having a quick look now at the rest of the round of 16. Um Borussia Dortmund were involved in a nine-goal thriller in uh, that they managed to beat Sevilla 5-4 on aggregate. Uh, all three English sides progressed through, so nothing to complain about that. Obviously, two of them then went on to face each other in the final, uh, which we'll talk about in part two. But yeah, Champions League definitely didn't disappoint. Um, down in the Europa League, obviously, Ajax did their usual stuff beating uh, Young Boys 5-0 on aggregate um, Arsenal had a very big scare in their game uh, just about beating Olympiacos on away goals uh, then Tottenham Hotspur got knocked out of the uh, Europa League as well so it was absolutely uh, a crazy month in terms of uh, the Europa League um, I think if I remember correctly that Tottenham Europa League game was probably a massive down point for them last season. I don't know. I think they could go much lower. 
if I'm on, if we're being mm. truly honest, because remember what's coming next month. Well, yes, uh, but that whole I think that was the start of the turning point there uh, for uh, Tottenham going in the wrong direction. So yeah, European competitions uh, coming back, and it's always good to see that happening. Yeah, Mark just somewhat, but I feel like the rest of this podcast is now. Well, I say the rest of this podcast, the rest of this part one is just going to be the madness that ensued in April. Yeah, um, quite mid-April. Quite month. Yeah, I don't remember anything happening yeah. apart from possibly the craziest forty-eight hours in football history. Do you mean something like I don't know? Say, for instance, all the biggest clubs in Europe decided to form their own league and just leave their own countries behind it everything can just destroy world football as we know it yeah and that seems to ring a bell it, it seems too far-fetched even now when i describe it but it happened <laughs> yeah i mean that weekend i think it was the 17th 18th and 19th of april uh that was just possibly the craziest weekend to do with football in a long, long time. I mean, like you said, 10 to 12 teams try and break away from UEFA, create their own league, which ended up being called the European Super League. Then they... It was the Super League, wasn't it? Where everyone just called it the European Super League. Well, yeah. Um, then there was do you know what I found out as well? Like the... Today. Go on. It amazed, I was looking for other reviews, and do you know what I've found out? What? You know the official Super League website? Yeah. It still exists. Oh, for God's sake. And they're all still on there. All 12 clubs <laughs> listed. The whole format announcement as well. They've not shut it down. So. Yeah, but them three clubs that are still a part of it, mainly a part of it, Barca, Real and Juventus, they're still a part of it as of today. Yes, they're still banging the drum, really, but it's not going to happen, is it? It can't physically happen now given the no. laws that have come in now here in England. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that weekend, I mean, the amount of reporting we did on Twitter, like, quote tweeting and finding out all the stories and then trying to get YouTube videos up for it, I mean, that was probably the busiest month we've had. It was, like, it was even if it was the podcast. first time we dealt with something like that in the short time that we've been a thing. Yeah, and... I mean, they always say if you want to do something, you've got to get thrown in the deep end. But Jesus Christ, we didn't get thrown in the deep end of the swimming pool. We got thrown in the Atlantic Ocean. It was that crazy. <laughs> God, the Atlantic Ocean. Uh, yeah, it hurt in so many ways. We're still going to look back on this in so many years and go, that really happened? Yeah. Now, like, thinking about it, like, was this all a dream? But the fact that it isn't, and like you say, the website's still up. It just seemed like the craziest idea. I mean, like it was meant to be like six Premier League teams, or the so-called big six in the Premier League were to leave it. Each uh, club if, would get like. If you want to describe million. this properly, it's the biggest clubs in England and Spurs. <laughs> I never forget when was it that Spanish journalist or was he German journalist? It was American. That. Oh, was it American? That was it. Oh, oh. actually. I, I realised as well, April was also the month that I finally became aware of El Chiringuito. <laughs> oh, 
that uh, Spanish media n- never fails to impress. But also that same same weekend, we'll just move away from the Super League. But we'll get back. Um, <laughs> yeah, we'll get back to it. Jose Mourinho just happened to get oh, sacked God, at yeah, the same yeah. time. <laughs> I mean, that was the that best thing of the completely... whole. That was the best part of it. Okay. It's just all this news, and then yeah. you just see something called "What's Jose Mourinho walking by his house with a box?" Oh my God, he's been sacked! He <laughs> just didn't get any coverage, did he? Literally, looking back at that now, I was like, "Wait, Mourinho has been? Why is no one talking about Mourinho being sacked?" And then you look, actually, there was so much shit coming out from the European Super League that there wasn't any time to talk about Mourinho getting sacked. It's also forgotten that he was on the eve of the Carabao Cup final. Yeah, it was. It was the week got, before, wasn't yeah, it? It got pushed back to April just to accommodate all the games, and there was there was fans there. So it was the first event that actually had some sort of atmosphere right? for the first time in a little while, and that which was nice enough. But it was a boring game, so who cared? Yeah, I can't even. Who, who did? It was who was it? Man City, Tottenham. Who was oh, it? Man City's when... cup. Yeah. Not this year. Well, though. not this season. <laughs> not it will be. Because but... <laughs> yeah. uh, that that was the game that Sky did that horrible graphic for oh, Pep Guardiola's trophies. That has to be, like you say, the most one of the most iconic footballing images of this year, and also one of the most pointless stats in history. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for anyone that hasn't seen the photo, one of them yesterday in a game that I was watching, it was involving, it was. Oh, what was it? Because it, it had it was a Villa Chelsea game yesterday. It had Aston Villa twentieth, and it had Chelsea first. Mm. I think it was goals scored in the first fifteen minutes. Yeah, but it's pointless because all that was under a different manager. You, right, you can't yeah. judge the two things. It's just ridiculous. Mm. But I'm not uh, ranting about I mean, Sky in this. Yeah, uh, not yet at least. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no, this is super mm. related. Remember, it was this month that Sky decided to become the. You know, they decided to listen to the people for a change. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, can we just talk about that Monday night football? That wasn't any Monday night football, and you just had Jamie Carragher and Gary Neville just talking out for like that whole hour pre Monday night football game about the whole European Super League. 2021 was the year Gary Neville became a member of parliament. Or at and least every in, fan in... seemed to love him. Yeah, not by nature, but just. Yeah, it's weird. How did Gary Neville become yeah. voice of the voiceless? I have no idea. But yeah, I mean, back to the Super League. Just the fact that, like, that actually happened. Like, it sounds like something of like a movie or something. It just doesn't seem that real. That whole like, and then you'd, each team would get like three hundred and five million each year from like Goldman Sachs and. Two or three JP teams Morgan. would like JP Morgan. I know it's some big bank in Malarkey. You can call um, them one because it's then the... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, then there was the whole like two. Who would be the two or three teams that would get invited to it? Uh, the German leagues were like never invited to it because of their fifty and um, plus one rule that they have with ownership and all of that. It's just the. Amazing that all this is going on at PSG somehow were not involved. Well, yeah, but I mean that whole week, like it just seemed every day after that first bit of Super League news story, there just seemed to be more and more 
reaction to it. Yeah. Like you say it was a week, but technically it was 48 hours. This well, yeah. all-conquering Super League that is going to change football as we know it didn't even last longer than a, a typical Christmas holiday. Because, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it was the timing of it as well. The English it? team. But you had the timing yeah. of just these billionaires outing themselves for what we all really thought that they were. They've decided yeah. we're going to create this Super League in the middle of a global pandemic. Mm, I mean, it just wasn't the smartest of ideas. And like you said, I mean, every fan up and down the country just hated them six clubs here in England anyway. And even the fans, I mean, if you remember, Man United versus Liverpool uh, got called off because of fans storming onto the pitch and protesting the whole uh, situation. Yeah, I forgot about the Man United Old Trafford stuff. That was... Yeah. That's... Yeah, that's somewhat. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the, the one I remember the most is the Chelsea one because who knew that all it took to stop the Super League was to get Fogden and Rory Jennings out there <laughs> to shout a better check. Yeah. Uh, I mean, honestly, April itself, in terms of football, April deserves its own podcast. <laughs> it really does. Like, it was just ridiculous. The stuff that happened in April, man. So Honestly, we'll like look back look. on this in years to come with even mm. more detail, but it's just weird to look back on it. Yeah. Um, we then but, roll around to May. Well, and before you get to that, can I actually add <laughs> because I've just seen that was quite funny. You like to talk about a, sh- a shocking game in April. Do you know what we've missed? Do you remember West Brom beating uh, Chelsea 5 2? Was that April? That was Tuchel's first loss. Jesus Christ. At least the first Premier League loss, I believe. I think it was his first loss, wasn't it? Or did they oh, lose the only thing I was thinking, did he lose in the... I know he wouldn't have lost in the Champions League, would he? So, who knows? All the Cups, yeah. But, I can't re- remember. Uh, but, yeah, West Brom in Chelsea. Who would have thought? <laughs> but, um, yeah, April. Ridiculous. May comes around... End of the season 2020-21. And yeah, we didn't disappoint. I mean, we head to Germany for the first time. Last game of the what? season, Robert Lewandowski. That was good. Breaks like... Gerd Muller's record. Yeah. That's, he deserves it, doesn't he? Yeah. At least he got I something. Mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, he just continues his dominance of German football year in, year out. And. It ne- it doesn't surprise me anymore with what he can do with that team. Yeah, he's only got better with age, as well. Yeah. So he's 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 the Ger- the oh, no not the Ger- the Polish Jamie Vardy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, um, yeah, forty forty one goals in a calendar year was mental. Obviously, uh, obviously that was Gerd Muller's record for forty years. And then Lewandowski got his 42nd and I think even 43rd goal. Yeah, I don't remember the actual number. But yeah, it was 42-43, it's still crazy. Yeah, and I still think you can have Bayern won the Bundesliga as well. But, th- yeah, but that could be any if I'm honest. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that was nine straight seasons in a row that they won the Bundesliga. 
which is just absolutely crazy. Mm. And there's nothing to say they can't win the 10th one this season with how they've started. Yeah. Mm. Uh, elsewhere in the European leagues, uh, Lost Lille won uh, Liege 1 for the first time ever, which was incredible to see. Yeah, it, it's weird now you, you see where Lille are. And it's, mm. yeah. It, it's almost Leicester like, in a way. Yeah. It deserved a lot more prominence, really. I don't feel like it mm. was talked about nearly enough. Yeah. Um, elsewhere in the European leagues, Antonio Conte's Inter Milan uh, won their first league title in nine years, uh, ending Juve's dominance of uh, Serie A. Um, I mean, that Inter Milan team under Conte was formidable. Yeah, that's so good. A lot of that came down to just the revival of one Romelu Lukaku as well. Mm. Got him in the fittest shape he's ever been in and just made him an absolute force of nature to be dealt with. Turned himself into a £100 billion player. Which we'll get on into in the second part of uh, our year review. Um, Elsewhere, La Liga was won by... Atletico Madrid in the end was it? Yeah, did you forget that? <laughs> oh yeah, because the whole Luis Suarez thing wasn't it? his first season away from Barcelona, and he goes and wins the Liga. Yeah, how did you go and forget that one? <laughs> <laughs> I know that is bad on my heart. Um, Premier League, it didn't end up being close. Man City just went comfortably in the end. No, but May still gave us a few moments as well because. Firstly, do you remember Alisson scored a winner for Liverpool against West Brom in April, you know, in May? Oh yeah, that header in extra time. Um, extra, extra, few added on. Same thing. Wasn't that just recently after his father had passed as well? Yes. Which just made that the even more special uh, occasion for Alisson. Yeah, it was also um, pretty important helping Liverpool get the top four as well because yeah. remember last season they were not. As they weren't up there really, so they went on a run towards the end and salvaged well, I mean, they the top four spot. Yeah, and well, if you think about it, it was from October until last uh, October twenty twenty until August this year that Van Dyke was out, wasn't he, with his injury? Well, he was out all season. Yeah, after getting injured in the game against Everton. Um, Leicester slipped up in the league, though they did go on to uh, do really well in uh, the FA Cup. But do, do really well, I mean, they won it. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, I felt like I did sell that massively, undersell that massively. You, you did a bit. I mean, Yuri um, Tillemans' goal deserves even more recognition. My God. Oh, yeah. Now you've just mentioned that. I mean, what a player he is anyway. Yeah, but it was just nice to see someone else win that competition if you're a regular yeah, sense, I, I value the FA Cup very highly and it was just nice to see one of the big lot not win it it, it, really, it mm. elevated the FA Cup again which the tournament yeah, it gave it a bit of magic mm. uh, Champions League final saw uh, an all English final for the, the first sure time June, but in, it was decided was the final was decided in May it was early June that final so shush Part two. Part two. I thought it was the 29th of May. I'm checking, but I'm pretty sure it was June. I've I've got the date as the 29th of May. 
Well, I, who knows? I thought it was early June. And we already messed up anyway. We said part one was going to be April. <laughs> and we've gone on to that. Uh, we'll call it a cap after. Oh, you're lucky, man. <laughs> yes, we'll call it a cap after. Right. <laughs> yeah, definitely. February was appalling month. That's why I've had it in May. Um, what else happened? Brentford got promoted to the Premier League for the first time in 50 years. Yeah, no, it came back. Because, of course, they did. I mean, have they really came back? <laughs> Let's be honest. <laughs> They'll be gone in two minutes. But yeah, they just call me every year. Like, Hi, guys, we're here. What do you mean? Have you been anywhere? <laughs> mm. uh, we had a crazy Europa League final that was decided on, like, the 12th penalty by Villarreal. I wasn't sure you'd want to relive that one, if I'm honest. <laughs> Uh, I'll be neutral and discuss neutral, it. It was the day Ollie's reign was coming to an end. <laughs> no, that's later on in the podcast. How many times? It all started from here. So <laughs> but yeah, um, obviously the end of the season came back, and then it was being talked about um, fans being coming back uh, into stadiums. Oh, well, that was going to be my last point because yeah fans properly came back in May was it 50% crowds or 25% mm-hmm. it was 25% wasn't it because I remember Villa Park just having like pockets all around the ground it, it looked great even 25% mm-hmm. just made you realise my god how much we've missed this oh 100% it was absolutely horrible not having fans in stadiums uh, but yeah it's I never want to hear the, the FIFA audio in matches ever again Oh, that was probably the worst thing about... I, d- I can't even uh, play FIFA in the same way football. anymore, just because of that. I mean, I haven't played FIFA in a long time People myself. People play FIFA. Yeah, that was <laughs> awful. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, good first quarter of the year. I was say, wow. There goes the EA Sports deal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that is a roundup of our first uh, oh, quarter. Get, no, uh, FIFA isn't going to be on. Yeah, it's ready, it's ready to... No, it's called Men Under a Different Name, isn't it? Fuck you, EA. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, EA is still making it, but... If they ever want to do it, if it with the NFL, like, <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> or 2K. 2K are lovely people. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that is it for oh, the game. first... <laughs> Shh. Let me finish this first part up. Uh, that what is it for the first... <laughs> first quarter of 2021 uh, make sure you like and subscribe and follow us on twitter as well wherever you listen to your podcasts and we'll be back uh, tomorrow for the second part of uh, our 2021 review where everything in terms of transfers goes absolutely mental and that's just uh, united yes but uh, until then it's goodbye from brad See you in part two. See you in part two. That sounded awful.